It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you, which is never more appropriate than today, isn't it, Andrew? Uh, yes. Check this out. Okay, what you do know is no matter what they look like, well, that's also very appropriate. We've got one person who's wearing a, uh, an American flag and the other person's wearing a top hat. So I don't know what to make of that. But here we go. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who really have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a restaurant and a bar serving handcrafted food and spirits with a whole new menu and a radically new happy hour that starts every day at 3 o'clock and goes till 6, which makes it 5 hours. Sweet. Oh, three. A three-hour happy hour every day. Everything is half price. Drinks and appetizers are all half price for three hours between three and six. And even at regular prices, it's a pretty good deal, actually, wouldn't you say? Totally. Wayfair is on Fritz Street. Come down here and join us on happy hour anytime. We're here on Wednesdays from four to five right now. And we're live on Facebook right this very second. Okay, can we kill that music? Oh, that's better. Okay. We're live on Facebook. So if you happen to be listening to this on Facebook Live... You can come down here and join us because Sarah Quintana was going to be here today yeah. as a, our music guest of the day, but she has but. asthma Ooh. and she can't talk mm. or sing. Other than that, she'd be a good guest, though. Mm. But the people we have yes, got sir. here. So anyway, if you listen to this and you happen to be on, um, you're on Facebook and look, looking at this or listening to this, come down to Wayfair, bring your guitar or your accordion or your tambourine. Or I don't know if you want to do that, Grant. I think it's, I, I mean, how many people can be watching? Do we know how many people are watching? None, none I bet. Seven. Oh. So if one of those seven people lives in New Orleans oh, and they have no. a guitar or a tambourine, this is a good opportunity. Oh, you've, got, you've got 55 minutes to get down here. And look who's here. Frank Skurlock is back. Frank is one of the most interesting people in New Orleans. And Katrina Breeze is back, who's the other equally most interesting person in New Orleans. I don't think we've ever had two more original thinkers on this show wow. ever at the same time. Thanks to Graham DuPonte, our fabulous producer, who came up with the idea of having you on both at the same time. I don't think it's unfair to say that, that the, the two of you are two of the most original thinkers. In New- Just look at what they're wearing for a start. Let's okay. start with that. Okay. Okay. Katrina, yep. tell us what you're wearing. Um, I'm wearing an American flag-inspired dress. It's a knockoff of a Katy Perry dress that she wore last year. Mm. Who knocked it off? Um, I think eBay knocked it off. Yeah. Oh, you got it on eBay? Yes. Well, I got it used from a friend that got it on eBay. Okay. So what, she had finished with it for Mardi Gras or Halloween? Um, or no, for July 4th and, oh, okay. um, you know, the political seasons. Mm. Oh, that's why you're wearing it for, because of the political season. Oh, no. I'm wearing it for 420. Because today is 420. We're recording this show on the 20th of April. Uh, what is it? Year 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's almost actually 420. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an auspicious moment. Ooh. So you think what you so 420? Of course, what is the what is the marijuana significance? Why is it 420? So I did some research last night because I Good figured job. you would ask that. Nice. Frank, did you do any research at all? And None whatsoever. All right. What I found was that probably in 1971, some kids in California had this plan to meet at this statue at 420. Bill and Ted. And then, no, not Bill and Ted, but then they were going to go find this marijuana field that they had heard existed, Hmm. and they were going to go have their fun there. So um, the first day, they weren't able to find the field, and so they kept meeting at 420, and then that became um, our heritage as a nation. That is awesome. What a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. So it's based on two near-do-well kids who were going to steal pot from a a plantation in California. There, There could be some other theories, too. But... What's, but that's the one we're going to go with for today. Mm-hmm. All right. And so is that enshrined in any sort of history on Wikipedia or something? Is that where you found it? I, th- I think so. That's probably true then. Does it have their names? Um, I believe it had the name of the statue. The, there is a <laughs> what statue? Where this, they met at? Yeah, where they met. Ah, okay. Well, Chris can find that out during the course of the show, if you like, because we have a whole new system now for finding things out. Ooh. Google. All oh, right. It's great. And Frank is, if you don't know Frank Skurlock, there's so much to tell you about Frank as a sort of backstory. <laughs> Look at that expression, scared what I'm going to say. Frank comes from a very auspicious New Orleans family. His father was the person who invented the material of which the bouncy castle was made. Nice. And I, I don't know what that's called. What is the material called, actually? Well, it's a spacewalk is the product, but it's just vinyl-coated fabric and 
fun stuff. It's Robert a pretty Stretchy's. good story, though. He was working for NASA or something. He was. Um, he's an engineer and designed large inflatable structures and uh, led to an inflatable bounce ride that's seen and used throughout the world. I know what happened. They were making some sort of flooring or, you know, just a, a large mat of this inflatable material, and they, they blew it up. And on 420, they started taking some tokes, yeah. decided it was fun to jump Very around close. on this thing. <laughs> Technically, what happened is in Shreveport, Louisiana, he was building giant inflatable domes for, like, swimming pools and warehouses, and the employees would walk on them while they were being inflated. So right. technically, they did times. get high. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, actually, the roof of the inflatable was invented first, and then he invented the bottom part. But he watched our employees really rise to the top. So that's that's how the bouncy castle was invented. And there's very few people around the world listening to this, or even in New Orleans, know that it comes from New Orleans. The bouncy, yeah, I didn't know that. The bouncy mm-hmm. castle was invented in it. Well, it's it was. was in well, technically Louisiana it was up north Louisiana, but it was all fabricated here, right off for City Park mm-hmm. Avenue, and our magic has just spread throughout the world. Isn't you that amazing? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things, you know. Stand you by know. for fun. You don't realize what's what's from home. Frank, you know? is that your uh, sort of slogan for your life stand by for fun uh actually my current slogan is omg it's fun but omg it's fun yeah so that's where we're going with today Uh, yesterday was something different though i'm not sure what it was uh i thought you know i've been watching um along with the rest of the country uh the presidential candidate race donald trump reminds me of you to some extent have you ever heard heard that that. I, i actually have heard that's kind of scary um we do share a few of the same views, not all the views, but uh, certainly I will say um, I'm strongly uh, in favor of American patriotism um, because of Katrina, which we'll talk about in a minute, the, the hurricane that is, um, to survive, our company basically had to go offshore to China. So I've had the misfortune of going there 20 times, and I'm really tired of it, and we need to get our money back and our country back. They have it all. So we, we want it back. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just remind me of Trump. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing it, you it, look it, like. It's, it's true. It's I perfect. mean, but it doesn't take rocket scientists. It's simple. If containers come here, if, if, do we, if we're choosing to wear clothes today, our clothes came from somewhere, and it's not here in America. So for the clothes to come here from there, our capital got wired to there. So they have our money. They have our labor. They pretty much have everything. Well, we've got the clothes. There's only one thing we have right. left, what? and that's freedom. And that's what we're thankful for. Now, there are a few other roots of that, is such as education and medical and technology. But besides that, our industries, if you want to get depressed, take a train ride from L.A. to New Orleans. In 48 hours, you will watch how our country died. It's crazy. In New Orleans, these here. What do you see? Signs that say closed, out of business. Uh, in New Orleans, East here, I kid you not, on Old Gentilly Road, there is a restaurant, and it's called We Never Closed. And guess what? It's closed. <laughs> it's, but th- you can't make this stuff up. But this has been going on for a long time. Uh, sadly, um, on Easter Sunday, I did a, po- a tour of the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach, and I actually started to tear up because it really was the demise of our country. Um, later on that evening on Easter, I actually flew to Hong Kong, so I saw the other side. And the port in Hong Kong is 12 miles long, and I just watched our is country wither away. Could be. The port in Hong be. Kong is 12 miles long. That sounds like uh, mm-hmm. Camp Town Ladies. does. Do-da, yeah. do-da. Right. Port in Hong Kong, 12 miles long. Oh, the do-da day. You know, and it's really... Bounce castles all night. Bounce castles all night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what I was starting to say is, you know, our freedom is the greatest gift that we've been instowed with, and that's really all that counts. Just like you said in the opening, it doesn't matter if you walked out of jail or you walked out of uh, a lawyer's office or a courtroom or whatever. We have that ability, and that is truly priceless. But at the end of the day, our country was built on economics, and uh, you have to have an economy to make it work. And until we get that in check, we're going to have some tough times. But I think we're close to doing it, and I think most people are fed up. And Donald Trump's leading that. But uh, I will say this. You don't rise up by bringing people down. And what, if he could understand that part of it and everybody comes together, I think it would be a, uni- a unified country. What do you think the chances of him winning are? Because it would be good for you, I think, with the sort of stakes on the yeah, fact uh, you look like him. An interesting thing. Um, <laughs> you could get a gig. I was in, in, invited to the uh, Grammy Music Awards, 
in California. And let's why? just say, why? I'm not quite sure. I never quite figured out. Well, who invited you? Uh, it was just some friends. And then we ended up at the Playboy Mansion, and then I drove a space shuttle there, you know, the whole typical things like that. But um, and then not, even I'm not really. But what do you mean you drove a space shuttle at the Playboy yeah, Mansion? Yeah, so outside we I converted a Volvo to space shuttle one as a tribute to my parents because of the spacewalk business, and it basically flies. You have a car, you have a Volvo that you that you've fixed yes. up to look like a space shuttle. It, is it, it parked outside? It is that. actually. Yeah, it's, okay, it's right there. I, I can see, that. see it. From yeah, here. it actually. I love it. It had it flies. It smokes. You know, we had we keep getting pulled over by the police. Not that we're doing anything wrong. They just want to take pictures with it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually met a few real space shuttles in Houston. We were invited guests at the Johnson Space Center. Um, it's it's amazing, actually. You've it's, got a lot of money, right? Um, you, you just do, used to. I was you just to, do yeah. anything you feel like. Any crazy ass thing you feel like doing. You're like, um, I'm going to buy a brand new Volvo. I want to paint it up like a space shuttle. Well, my end game yes. is making people happy. Yeah, I know. And but, whatever it takes. But that, that's just, what my mantra spending is. spending your own money to do all this I am, crazy yes. stuff. Okay. Like the skywriting. Absolutely. Skywriting. Should we get on to that now? Yes. I, I want to talk about why there's no thruster on the back of the car. Actually, there is. is it? Oh, there is Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, where's... In a few minutes, uh, we'll get Josh to give us a, a show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you can fire that thing up? Oh, absolutely. So this is a Volvo, oh. sort of an SUV Volvo. With it's a, a limited edition of one. Of one? Of one. Did it's, you have them make it like this? Um, we actually designed it, and it was built in Kenner, Louisiana. And hey. it was driven to L.A. in about 34 hours by some college kids. And I met them out there, and we had fun. So it's, if you're not, so you can, can you get this on the Facebook feed? You can, right? <laughs> it's a white Volvo that says yes. United States... Is is yeah. the travel rack on top part of the sh- the shuttle? It's supposed to. Be- it is. It's okay. actually the external tank. Um, I see. And I feel like that. See, it still looks like a travel rack to me. I think maybe we should do it up like one of those orange fuel tanks. We we oh, haven't had a chance here. to uh, exactly out of the Michoud Assembly facility right. where mm-hmm. basically my father was working there the yeah. day I was born. And they're actually this is also kind of crazy. They're working on a movie on me right now. And guess what the name of the movie is? I don't know. Frankie goes to Hollywood. <laughs> they really are. The movie is about you. It, it actually it is. Really? Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's my life story. Yeah. Wow. Who's and, uh, making that? Uh, there's some kids here with a, a team called Vi- uh, Vision Dreams Production, Tulane students, and uh, they have been following me. And um, it's a very unique story about from my birth uh, all the way through my academic career, where I basically was an entrepreneur before the word entrepreneur even existed. And I've re- tried to retire three times, lived at Disney for ten years, and. Um, basically, we're probably going to be building one of the largest entertainment kingdoms uh, in the world. Going to be here in New Orleans within a couple of years. Okay, hang on. You lived at Disney for ten years, first of all. I did. Yes. You mean Disneyland, Disney World, World in or well, the so the fact of the matter is, I was on Chapatulas uh, in two thousand at an entrepreneur meeting, and somebody pointed a gun at my head. In well, a meeting of entrepreneurs. Yes. Who it was did. it? Tim Williamson. Uh, it was a homeless From guy on the, on the street. A homeless actually. guy who came yeah. to the meeting. Well, I had left the meeting at FNM Patio Bar. And oh, that's a good spot for a meeting. What yeah. time of the day are we talking about? About 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, and okay. basically, and this was 2000, have it. Um, and long story short is when I was getting going to my car, basically I was getting carjacked. And, um, By a homeless guy. Yeah, well, I'm that's not pretty smart, I didn't know man. his whole bio, but need, the story was is not only did I take care of him, I tried to do my civic duty and make a police report, and the police weren't interested in 2000. So I said there had to be a better life outside. So literally within a year, I packed up and we moved to Disney World. You moved to your family. I did. We, there's kids. a there's actually a town called Celebration, Florida, right. and um, I have three children, and they were going to school here. And what an opportunity to literally live in Disney World for ten years. So Celebration is sort of a fake town that was. Well, I shouldn't say you know, fake. You know, people say that. I will say this. It's a privatized town where people are actually held accountable and things get done. Very unique concept in, in the world. And, I mean, it's actually... Can anyone live there? Anybody that can afford to live there, yes. But um, And it actually was even the forefathers designed it so all economies can live there, from retired to entrepreneurs <laughs> to, um, to retired people. The forefathers. Of Disney World? 
Well, Disney is famous for bringing people together. They do a lot of studies and stuff. Their, their schooling academics that they tried was actually very unique as well. Have where you they, been smoking pot today? Frank? I haven't. You haven't smoked any? Cause I'm, Not yet, I'm but we're, off. we are headed <laughs> to Frenchman later tonight. Okay, because mm-hmm. I'm a little off. Are you confused? Okay, yet? I want to know who the forefathers of Disney World, uh, where sure. the things get done. I want to know who okay. these forefathers are. So basically, Disney is arguably the biggest entertainment company in the world, and they just mm-hmm. watch people and see what needs to be done. And they had 27,000 acres that they need to do something with. Mm. So um, what the town that I live in is a version of Epcot, and Epcot stands for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And under Michael Eisner's leadership, they created what's called the Town of Celebration. It mimics kind of seaside Florida and mm-hmm. Charleston, South Carolina. Even uh, most people don't realize Walt Disney's passion for New Orleans. If you've ever been to Disneyland in California, actually the prime street is Royal Street, where Club 33, which is the most exclusive club in the world, is located. Uh, the Harnett Mansions in uh, uh, Orleans Square. The most exclusive club in the world is in Disneyland? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yeah, you need to Google that. Mickey yep. can't even get it's it. It's called Club, <laughs> club 33. Well, what, so, so what, why would you have a, What kind of people are at Disneyland other than you? So, Walt, very similar to our project, which we'll talk about a little later, Transformation Village, you have to raise funding. Have to which some of this stuff. You know, that's about Francis. we're rebranding New Orleans East, opening up the Six Flags, and it's going to be an entertainment uh, district before it's all said and done. But you have to attract investors, and investors are corporate entities, and they like perks. So Walt had the same issue, and so they created a club, and that's one of the things that he could sell. It's very similar to, like, the House of Blues Foundation Room, except it's Disney style. And the waiting list is endless, and I was really blessed last year. I uh, had the opportunity to visit it three times, and let's just say it, it, it truly is, I think, the most exclusive club in the world. Well, what goes what? on in there? Uh, it's a, just a very nice restaurant, very relaxation area. Um, I use it for um, a creative boost, like when I'm working on big projects and stuff, that I would go there and actually map out things, and it inspires me. And I will tell you, being from the creative side, it's kind of hard to entertain the entertainer, and that's one of the few places that actually I find... What does it look like inside the Club 33? (sighs) Well, start like with the House of Blues. You know, it's just full decor. I mean, Katrina could tell you what it takes to design something. I'm thinking Uh, gold molding. Is there gold molding? It actually is very rich tones of gold and uh, blue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just quality. How do you get into it? Is there like a secret door inside the secret Actually, there is, yes. Well, that's actually you have to pass through, too. But you go, it's on the second floor. Mm-hmm. It's, on, it's on Royal Street. Hence, the address is 33 Royal. And what most people also don't realize is Walt Disney himself lived in New Orleans for a great period of his life. And Walt, Walt mimicked the Bat family, as in Pontchartrain Beach, and y'all might know the, uh, the actor Brian Bat. So Brian's parents and grandparents owned Pontchartrain Beach. And the park we had here was an amusement park. Walt entered the theming thing, just like the Kearns do for Mardi Gras, and they themed rides. Hence, Walt Disney is known as the father of theme parks. Okay, and it now. actually started, once again, here in New Orleans. And Grant, take a look at that clock right there. What does it say? Good, good point, Frank. Okay, we're going to bust out. We're going to bust out the weed. It's four twenty on four twenty, and Katrina Breeze has brought us the biggest joint you've ever seen in your life. How long is this? That's not real. I think it's four feet. It's a four foot long. Yeah, it took it took five virgins to roll it. I bet it did. How did you find them? Um, We imported them. They're they're not from here. That's good to know. Okay. Now, this is a huge operation. Yes. Wow. When did you make this? Look at this. This is actually... Watch this. (laughs) Oh, there's a real... mm, There's actual weed in it. It's a fake joint. Look at that. Well, you can smell that. smells like pot. I know. I I scented it. Whoa-wee. So, what's... um, Oh, my God. That's strong. Can I ask what... uh, Wait, I can figure this out. What is, what's this on the top? It's, um, it's I can marijuana. Smell it. I can smell it. That smells <laughs> like <laughs> pot to me. No, it's Not a, that I've ever smelled pot, but if I had, that would be it. Wow. I'm getting a whiff of that. That is good. Nice job, I, Katrina. I, I yeah, think, way to go. I think you should take a big drag of it, Grant. <laughs> Do you think I should have this a This one's this? for you. Okay. Are you having some, Andrew? Uh, no. <laughs> Suck it real hard like you mean it. But what is it? Just put it in your mouth. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's 
Okay. <laughs> wow, that tastes great. Try that. Oh. That's yeah. nice. Okay, now I don't mm. think it's legal to be smoking pot we're in not smoking Wayfair pot or anything. In Wayfair right it's not now. legal to be smoking anything, though, is it? No, we're not smoking anything this here. Is just a, this is a, uh, a prop. <laughs> right, it, it's a prop. That's actually it really is. We're doing a good job of smuggling <laughs> weed into Wayfair, I must say. Hopefully, they're not going to kick us out. Yeah, here. not cool. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. Okay, well, it's n- now it's over. Anyway, okay, so good job of making that... Uh, <laughs> that prop for us. Thank you. Happy Marijuana Day or whatever. What is the actual title of 420? Is there a, a day? Is there a day? I mean, is it called something other it's than 420? 420. That's it. Okay. Yes. Well, good job. That's very nice. And uh, so that you can get you can get the vape thing with the marijuana insert. Actually, I n- I've never heard of that. What is this then? That was. This smoking? is a paper mache joint. Uh, <laughs> Suppose you went to the vape shop. Can you buy the actual insert that's got pot in it? Um, not in Louisiana. Okay. You cannot well, buy thank God, marijuana thank God you spent some store. time in Florida. You spent yeah. some time in Florida recently. Yes, and a lot of time. And this is where this comes from, I assume. So, what were you? Now, what were you doing there? Um, I built a life-size dolphin, and I've been riding it around down there, and um, and it actually recently sold and got shipped to Texas. So Ooh. I built another dolphin. It's a mommy dolphin with a baby. And um, it just did a big dance performance last week in Key West. And um, so, just for people who don't know what the heck you're talking about, these are these are sort of paper mache mm-hmm. models. How big? They're pretty big. They yeah, they are very big. Um, they're about six feet to. Our biggest one is about uh, 14 feet long. And that's like actual size of a dolphin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, not a huge dolphin, but right. a Florida dolphin. The one you see. The one you see at the beach. Mm-hmm. So that goes. There's, that's on wheels. It's mm-hmm. on a tricycle. Yes. So you sit in the dolphin. Yes. Are you listening to this, Frank? This is important. I am. Got it. You sit in the dolphin and you pedal it. Mm-hmm. So you're pedaling around on a bicycle. What, what actually what people are seeing is a dolphin. Mm-hmm. And so someone paid you to make these, right? Um, well, somebody purchased that one. That one. Was I thought you would like get some sort of a grant to go and. Yes, um, I was sponsored by the studios of Key West to come down to Key West, and they um, hosted me for five weeks down there to build the bikes. And then it was also funded by the Awesome Foundation, which finds awesome projects around the world and gives them cash. Ooh, the Awesome Foundation. Does yeah. the dolphin have a name? Um, the first dolphin was named Cuzzy Bubba. I don't know if anyone knows their Key West history, but Cuzzy Bubba's are the uh, sort of corrupt politicos of Key West. Um, mm-hmm. So it was named after that. And then the second one is Marine Antoinette. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That is good, Marine Antoinette. Okay. Is there a third one in the works? There's a little baby, and we have um, 22 animals here in New Orleans. Very good. 22? Mm-hmm. Why 22? That's how far we've gotten. There'll be more. And these are all in the crew of Colossus. Yes. So you can see them on Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. You have the part of it. You're in parades. Yes. What about the rest of the year? Where could we see them? Um, well, you'll be able to see a bunch of the bikes in Tom Cruise's upcoming movie this Halloween. Oh, we right. did a lot of the artwork for him. Um, we have some bikes that will never be seen anywhere else but there. Wow. Um, did so you get to meet him? By s- yes. Did you actually get to look at him? They say you're not allowed to look at him. Is that true? No, he was very friendly. He's normal. That's mm-hmm. just a myth, that story. You can't look him in yes. the eye. That's not true at all. <laughs> so what did he talk to you about? Bikes? Um, no, he was just running through the scene. The scene that we did with him was mostly a parade scene where um, all the parade props that we had built were staged around the street, and then he was doing a chase scene around the mall. So he just ah, said so hi. It's, it's like an action movie. <laughs> yes. And so there's an action movie in a Mardi Gras parade. Yes. So he's chasing. He's a, it's actually he, a Halloween parade. It's a Halloween parade. Mm-hmm. Is he a cop or something? Um, I, I think he's some kind of agent. Can you tell us anything about it? No. I, Can you well, tell us I the mean, name of the movie? Yes. It's called Jack Reacher 2, Never Go Back. Jack who? Jack Reacher. Reacher. Was that, there was a Jack Reacher 1? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know anything about that. Do you know that, Andrew? Never heard of Frank, it. Frank, ever heard of I've Jack I've heard the Richard? name. I didn't know what it was about, though. Mm-hmm. What was it about? Um, I'm not really sure. All I know is that we did the art for the second one, and the art is fabulous. I bet it is. So you did a whole bunch of stuff, not just these Correct. things. Correct. Um, you did other things, we too. Do, we did two <laughs> giant puppets of skeletons that, if they were human beings, they'd be about 23 feet tall. All right. Um, we did some bikes. We did um, nine big heads for the film. 
Um, and then I also did casting for them, so I was able to bring in close to 50 of my friends to activate all these props in the scene. Well, that's pretty cool. So this is a big budget movie. Mm-hmm. Jack Reacher 2. What's the, what's the line after that, did you say? Never go back. Never go back. Mm. Good advice. Okay, let's go back one little bit, though, to Transformation Village. Okay. Okay, so Transformation Village. We've got a lot to go through, first of all, haven't we? Let's do it. We're Transformation Village is going to be is a, is a development. It's a master plan revitalization of a parcel of ground that's currently owned by the city of New Orleans, where there previously was a Jazzland theme park in Six Flags. And it's been abandoned for over 10 years since August of 2005 with the closing of Katrina. And most people don't realize that in their final year, they actually had more than 1 million people in attendance. And I've been, all, I've been in the amusement and theme park industry my whole life. Uh, there's an organization called IAPA, and that stands for International Association of Amusement Parks and Attraction. And I've actually gone to that for 42 consecutive years. I've never missed a conference since I went. Okay. So I'm 53 years old, and I started when I was 12. Uh, I almost missed one year. That was the year my mother passed away, but I actually went and did it as a tribute to her. And so I've kind of seen the migration of fun happen, everything from location-based entertainment facilities like Dave & Buster's to laser tags to indoor play centers to theme parks. And the, re- the real sad news, even though the organization is called International uh, Association of Music Parks and Attractions, there has been no major themed parks built in America in over 20 years. Quite frankly, the last major thing that happened was here in 1984 with the 84 World's Fair. Really? And that was the last World's Fair as well. Is that the Chinese fault? Um, actually, it's the liability attorney's fault. Aha. Uh, yeah. And that's right. um, so everything kind of went VR. Um, I've been blessed with the opportunity to do a lot of international travel, specifically Dubai, where I'm supposed to be actually this week. Um, they're having an amusement well, it's conference only there. Wednesday, so you still got time. It ends on the 21st, and I could do it, but I'm having problems trying to warp the, the date ahead because they're already ahead of us over there. If it wasn't for that factor, see, if I was going the other way, going- it would actually work. Dubai is because of the international it's four, time yeah, zone there. Exactly. Way ahead of us. How many? Yeah. It's only like 10 hours or something. Yeah, it's close. I, I could actually hit the last hour of the show, and you never know. I might do it. I've, I've done crazy things like you that before. You could take the space shuttle. That's why I have a space shuttle, actually. Exactly. So, so Transformation Village is going to be a, a Disneyland-type development. Correct. Uh, it's a parcel of land, um, 220 right. acres. Uh, we actually have a website, and it's called transformationvillagenola.com. Okay, now let me interrupt you, because what I saw on that thing, which I thought is a genius idea, even though you are completely crazy, this, this, idea, this idea is brilliant, which is basically having Jazz Fest and Mardi Gras going 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Mm. That's correct. We. Why wouldn't someone do that? It's brilliant. We, thank you. What we have renamed the park itself, um, Festival Park, and it's the spirit of Louisiana right. because we have over 100 different events. And when the tourists are here, I, I happen to live in the French Quarter, and I love to meet tourists every day from around the world. You know, they usually only get to take in one or two events. Right. But we have events every day. And could you imagine a location where every festival is represented year-round? Yes, it's I mean genius, talk about a Katrina, talk about a on. breeding system. I love it. I want to build a town there, like there celebration you go. We're gonna, and live We there. actually are. We, <laughs> oh, we're, good. We actually have a master plan community because we're actually running out of homes. If anybody's uh, either renting properties or watch their own property escalate, the single biggest problem in New Orleans is actually it's. I don't even know if it's crime anymore. I think it's affordable housing, which is a crime. Because the and, the and the sad news is it's not even the people from within, the original stakeholders and founders. It's the outside influence. We're on fire in a good way. And we are truly a world brand. I don't. There's not a city that's known like New Orleans. With all the travels I go, if I ever get homesick, all I have to do is walk in a restaurant. And nine out of ten restaurants I walk into have a bottle of Tabasco and I can hug it. So I have a personal relationship with a spicy right. product. Okay. So... So Transformation Village is going to be a Disneyland-like, th- except yes. it's, going to ha- it's going to feature all the New Orleans festivals. And Correct. not just New Orleans, the Louisiana festivals. So it actually has eight different venues. It starts with the theme park, which is over a 30-acre park, utilizing the existing thing. Then it actually, we have an indoor water park. 
And then next to the indoor water park, we have a resort hotel uh, with a large beach swimming pool complete with palm trees and stuff. Very Something like you'd see like in Vegas at a day club. And then we also have a hospitality training school. Then we have a resource center, which we're like retraining people how to think and do. Then we have a back lot for the motion picture industry. Then we have a life-size Noah's Ark. And then we complete the whole project with the International Shopping Center, twice the size of the Superdome. And you think, you think that the festival park is good. What's so cool about the shopping center, we lease our stalls not to stores who go out of business, but to countries. And it's all it's indoors. Like a world Expo. It is. It, okay, it, but where it, did the it, festivals it, come in? I didn't hear one thing about festivals. Well, that's here. part of Festival Park. So that Festival Park is only is a little just, part of this right, giant. It, it is. That, because that's the Louisiana carrot. The other part, the International Shopping Center part, that if, if, when you fly over that, it's a large fabric structure like the Superdome. And if you've ever been to Caesars Forum Mall, where like the skies keep changing and stuff like that, it's constant entertainment. It's cultures. And the reality is with the economy today, a family of five cannot afford passports to leave the country, much less airfare. So we're actually going to bring that here. And could, if, if you were here during the 84 sure World's Fair, who went to uh, sh- um, the Australian Pavilion right. and we had with the Foster's Lager at Sheeler's Tavern and all that good stuff? But well, we need to do that again. And I mean, well, that used to be every so many years there was a world. I mean, there was, you know, every, this famous World's Fair right, in Chicago and World's Fair in New York and because people mm-hmm. didn't travel. And so the only Correct. way you could ever see anything, you know, you could ever see a panda or you could ever see what you know, people in other countries did was if you went to the World's Fair and they had, like, a booth. So if you've but been... now people get on a plane and they go places, so that's why there's no more World's Fair. Well, uh, one thing I want to point out is if you fly in and out of New York, there is Corona Park, which is also a very big spot where two World's Fairs were held. And Walt Disney actually designed more than half the rides. Actually, It's a Small World was built for that. And Walt Disney made these rides for World's Fair, and he had licensed agreements that he could use them in his theme parks. Right. So actually, Walt got half his rides free. That was a pretty cool deal. But besides that, Did World's you, Fairs you, were spreading and sharing of technology, just like we used to use encyclopedias. Now we use you know, Google. Okay, one word replaced the whole botanical encyclopedias, right? Right, right? Okay, so the same thing with technology has basically outdone the World's Fair. But in the old days, that's how we share technology is through World's Fairs. So you're bringing back the World's Fair. That's in correct. A, in a we form. Are. But the festival part of this, the, the everyday ability to go to Jazz Fest it, and Mardi Gras it, and Crawfish Fest or whatever correct. the heck else, I think that is genius, frankly. Well, thank you. So we have a... Well, the, well, you don't need an international shopping market that no one's going to well, go to. Well, you actually have to, uh, you have to appeal to a wide spectrum. Women like to shop. Guys like to shop. The reality well, that, is that covers most people. The reality is, and let's face it, the city needs sales tax. Quite frankly, in Korea this morning, they announced a shopping center that was all technology based. That you go there and you use your iPhones to order things at a shopping mall. Don't take anything home, and it shows up at your house sometimes before you get there. It's really scary. That's where shopping is headed. And so what we're doing here is the one thing they can't do is when you're shopping on the web, you kind of have to know what you're looking for, where when it's exposed to you and visualized, that's, that's what connects it. And so that's what the whole part of spreading the, the festivals, spreading technology. You know, uh, the one question I want to throw up to Katrina, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Throw out, I think, not throw what, out. What, what is the last app that you've downloaded on your smartphone? Um, wow, um, an Aura photo app. Okay, okay let's and, take a and, look at that and, right and, now. And how did you find out about it? Um, it was a bunch of us were talking about Auras, and someone said there's an Aura photograph app, and we, a bunch of us took them out, and each person downloaded a different one. They all had different answers about which color our Auras were. Can you do that right now? Tell us about Frank's aura. Ooh. What color do you think that is? I don't know. What is an aura know. exactly? It's the, the colors that your chakras are producing. And do you believe this or is this um, just a pot talking? It's just a thing. It's just a thing that exists. It does exist. Yes. There really is an aura. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, I don't base any of my decisions on anyone's auras. But can you see them right now? No, I'm not. I'm not one of those gifted but, people. But what, does the app see them? The app sees them. Yes. I would have to do but that. But I don't think on. it's accurate. That's no, not. No. That's well, what do you know? <laughs> Could be accurate. Right. Yeah. No, the reason I know is because I've had my aura read 
by people who read auras. And it, but and don't they change constantly no, depending on how you're feeling? No, they stay the same color. Oh, it's permanent. Yeah. So, oh, so if it's whatever your aura is, is what it is. People told me that my aura was peach colored several times. So okay. when I saw that it was green on the app, I didn't really buy into it. Oh, okay. Well, peach colored is nice. What, what does that mean? Um, it means compassionate and creative. What does green mean if that would happen to be true? I don't know. We could we could Google it. Mm, we could. We could just do it on the app. Frank, why did you ask about that? What? Because I think that's a big problem today. We have some so many wonderful apps out there, and it's really I haven't found a common denominator other than people sharing. And you have to be in a certain mood. Quite frankly, if I was wanting to start a chain of bars, I would call it the app bar. And it would all be about technology and everybody go in there and share their apps because technology, that's knowledge. It's amazing. Nobody's done that it That would yet. be a great idea for a bar. You, you could can, have a bunch of people retire. sitting around staring at their phones. No one's thought of that. <laughs> Take a look around here right now. How many, look, that guy there over is staring at his phone. Exactly. I bet those three people over there. Exactly. Those guys look like they're on. He owns the place. That's Vince. So he's we, talking. We actually have designed. This guy's staring at us. Everybody here. I mean, you don't really need to open a bar to do that. So the, because of the problem with apps and lack of social integration these days, we've designed an amusement park that you have to check in your iPhone or your smartphone. Hmm. I like and it. we're going to prove this to transformation people village, you can't take we, your phone. Well, we have a different right. area. We actually have app development schools as part of this, which is really cool. And we're talking with major people like Riot Games, if you're familiar with them, with League of Legends and so forth. Right now, there's probably 10 million people playing League of Legends online out of a subscription base of nearly 80 million people worldwide. So what goes a, on in your brain that you keep all this stuff is going on constantly the whole time? All these. I have a question. All these parallel thoughts i have a serious question yes. what other great disaster happened on this day april 20th columbine no no i'll I give you a hint it, it happened here in new orleans the great disaster happened in new orleans on april 20th what year give us a clue uh it was post katrina well then the oh, last 10 years the it was oil spill. Ooh, good job yeah. ah, bp oil there spill you go. was on 420 mm-hmm. it was that was five years i ago. think we figured out why it happened what was it they were high too much, uh, too much weed out there on the way. And that Anderson was. Cooper came here and camped out in front of the Hilton for months on end. Yeah, that was a big. Thing. Where did all the oil go? To the bottom. Well, no, it's been dissipated all around the world in the ocean, hasn't it? It's it was dispersed somewhere. by those chemicals. That even if you just put the chemicals in the water, <laughs> never mind the oil, it would have killed millions of fish and <laughs> God knows right. what else. Rand, you're life. thinking too much about it. Ooh. It's a dispersant. Yeah, it was a dispersant. Exactly. It wasn't going to harm anyone. Listen, I'm going to read a couple of sponsorship messages, and Andrew's going to play us a song. And then, Katrina, what are we going to talk about next? Oh. Well, we, we haven't really got Transformation Village locked down. We're, mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get back to that. I want to find out where, how far away is it going to be before we can go out to Transformation Village and go to a theme park. And then we're going to put on our space helmets. Mm-hmm. We've got the space helmet over here that Frank bought us. What is that, Frank, exactly? Well, they'll do that in a minute. Okay, thank you very much to these folks. Basics Swim and Gym, where you can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. Frank, when's the last time you did yoga? I thought so. Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. And while you're on Magazine Street, you can go down a couple of blocks toward downtown and check out May's Guitar and Sisters in Christ Record Shop where you'll find thousands of records and books and a huge array of vintage guitars, vacuum tube amplifiers and effects pedals from the 50s, 60s and 70s, whether you've never picked up a guitar ever in your life or you've been playing forever. You'll find a gym at May's Guitars Shop on Magazine Street, just three blocks on the downtown side of Jefferson Avenue on the river side of the street. It's also a great place to go hang out, by the way. Thank you, too, to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product, medically proven, to prevent or cure a hangover, go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's called hdestroyer.com. Write the words happy hour on the coupon code if you're sober enough to do that and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer so you too can seize the dawn. Frank's texting. Thank you. Music by Andrew Duhon off the forthcoming album, Your Name Here. That is a good name for your new album. That's a horrible name. <laughs> What about Welcome to My World? That would be good. That's too. pretty shitty, too. <laughs> that's, that's the worst one. I think your name here might be or not really. Oh, no, that sucks. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think would be a good name for an album? Katrina, these two are the most creative people in New Orleans. What do you think would be, Frank, what's a good name for Andrew's new album, even though you don't know one song off of it? 
What do you want people to think of when they're shopping for you? Mm. Spending money. Spending money. Which which mm. insecurity of theirs do you want to play into? Right, right. Okay. Good question. Um, mm. I would like to play into their um, insecurity for worrying that they'll never find true love. Oh, oh that's good. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a deep one. Yeah, that's, that's... Maybe like endless searching. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> what about I hate you? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you're, yeah. You're a loser? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, that's been done, actually. Maybe that's why that Beck song was so popular. I'm a loser, baby, yeah. so why don't you kill me? Maybe that was what it was all about. So the insecure, people's insecurity about never finding love. Katrina, who are you dating currently? I'm single. What happened to that relationship you were in? Um, it went great, and now I'm single. And now it's all over. <laughs> so was there anything to do with you? I remember I just had forgotten about this until I was watching you on Facebook as uh-huh. you were traveling around, I don't even know, around the world somewhere. With a, with a hand puppet that looked like a vagina. Yes, that's my travel companion. Right, what's the name of that? Her name is Vag. Vag. Yes. And what size is Vag? Um, she's life-size. She's a life-size vagina. Yeah. Well, they look bigger than life-size. I don't know. I mean, like if you really vagina. opened your legs and included all the parts, I think, I think she's the right size. If you could stick your hand up your own vagina and make that into a puppet. Right, That right. would be about the same size. Well, I mean, I use her because I'm modest and I don't want to use my real vagina. Well, you also make Merkins, remember? Mm. Yes, so. yes, lots of Merkins. At right. one point, I was the largest Merkin distributor in the world. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Frank. I was really working the Merkin. Hey. Wow. Working the Merkin. Another great album title. Pretty good. So a Merkin, for anyone who doesn't know, you can look that up as well, but it's like a, it's a wig for a vagina. Mm-hmm. Now you told us what this happened, what the history of that was last time you were on this show, because it's something to do with syphilis or gonorrhea or something. Yes, um, originally people would use merkins because to treat, I think it was like French pox or something like that. They would use mercury, and that would cause someone's pubic hair to fall out. So, being tricky prostitutes that wanted to keep working. They would use animal hair and skin and glue it to themselves mm. so that they wouldn't be suspected of having any mercury treatments. Oh, because they would have shown up as a person who had no pubic hair, therefore right. you must have had a venereal disease. Right. Ah. So, um, but now it's all for fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But so, who was buying all the merkins you were making? Um, well, our most popular merkin color was actually gray. And I think that people were buying them for people as like gag birthday presents. Like that when you say people, would you buy it for a guy? Um, I, men did wear them, yeah. Okay. I mean, women already have one. So how do you how would you affix it? The ones you were selling were they all like um, on a so string? They're they're glued or sewn to a pair of panties, and the the panties are either clear or flesh toned. Okay, that's how yeah. it works. So how did you why did you get out of the merkin business? Then? Um, I. Could, Yes, at some point I just decided I wanted to do less quantity of art and, you know, get bigger pre- paychecks and not just hustle $20 items all Right, because there's not much of a margin in a Merkin. Right. Mm. Merkin mm-hmm. margins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Merkin margins are pretty low. Mm. What are the Merkin futures? So the Merkin futures are not worth buying into them. <laughs> so what made you say so you built, you made a hand puppet that looks like a vagina. So what were you thinking there? Oh, I mean, I'm sure I was high when I thought of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of women really wish they could just take their vagina out and, you know, say things to guys with it. And so that's probably where it started from. Was just Say things to guys with it. You mean yeah, have the just, vagina talking. Yeah, to have a talking vagina that you could, A lot of women, you know, was that what out? you're suggesting? A lot of women would like to have a talking vagina. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hang right. out with the Bearded Oyster dance troupe. So, right. I mean, we're a special kind of woman that, you know, does desire those freedoms. But nobody has a talking vagina as far as I know. Otherwise, that mm-hmm. would be pretty uh, popular. I was actually very inspired by uh, Varla Jean Merman's talking liver puppet. Um, she has a liver puppet that she fights with about her alcoholism as one of her routines, and okay. I thought that was really good. Right. So, so the vagina puppet, Vag, mm-hmm. the vagina puppet, Vag Bush, Vag Bush. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's from the Bush family. Do you have? Does she? Is she like a uh, ventriloquist vagina um, type thing? So no. she speaks. She speaks. I mean, a lot of just like mumbling and complaining, mostly. Like what? Ow, that hurts. Or um. No, is, like, could that be an like, how much money do you make? <laughs> do you ha- do you have a car or just a bike? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's the she's the inner conscience of mm-hmm. right 
of a, she's like a woman's inner conscience. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I also have a penis puppet, but I haven't really found my voice on that. Mm. Mm. What's that called? I don't know. It just it was given to me as a gift by a pretty amazing fashion designer in town, Alan Herrera. Um, and I haven't. I don't know. I can't just. I can't find myself in it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't expect to be to have a vagina puppet and a penis puppet, would mm-hmm. you? No, I mean, it's, some guy it's, should have. A, you right. should team up with a guy with a penis yeah. puppet. Sure. And I do all my films with with a cell phone camera, so I need one hand free. Absolutely, mm-hmm. unless you have a, like a selfie stick mm-hmm. like Carly. Has and it's um, thevaginamouthshow.com if anybody oh, yes, we do wants want to, to buy that domain. Why would we want to buy the domain? Because <laughs> the Vagina Mouth Show isn't really making any money, but it's okay. We're having fun. Well, after we, you know, the three people who listen to this show here mm-hmm. and go to it, that will yeah. triple its audience yeah. immediately. The Vagina Mouth Show. Vaginamouthshow.com. Not the, just Vagina Mouth mm-hmm. Show. I'm or, I mean, if you want to Google it, you could Google The Vagina Mouth Show. You can also Google Katrina Breeze's Vagina, and you'll get to it really fast. Really? So if I Google Katrina Breeze's Vagina, the first thing that comes up is... I hope so. Is a vagina <laughs> mouth show. Okay, Chris, you have to do that immediately. Wow. Katrina Breeze's Vagina. Did you, you, don't have a, you don't have a website that's Katrina Breeze's Vagina. So no. When you, so you bought the, the URL vaginamouthshow.com. Yes. And how much do you want for it? Um, how about 500 Oh, that sounds pretty good. Pretty good deal, right? We mm-hmm. can make our 500 so. back pretty quick on that. How are we going to monetize it? I'm not quite sure. Okay. Vagina Mouth Show. Unless you call your album that. And then, then we've already got the website. We're getting a lot clo- We're getting warm here. Yeah, then we get someone to put up the 500 bucks for it. Whoever's, you know, investing in recording the album. You're not paying for the whole thing yourself, are Heck you? Heck right? no. Okay, so whoever's investing in the album, the record company or whatever it is, we need an extra $500 for the vaginamouthshow.com. I think we've got a deal. Cool. This is great, Katrina. Okay. Commerce. So, Commerce. So I was seeing on Facebook, interestingly enough, this vagina puppet all over the world in Belize, I think. Uh, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. And Nicaragua. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it was called Pussy in Paradise. Yes, or something like that. yes, that's our hashtag. And, and, uh, and I was wondering how you didn't get kicked off Facebook. We got kicked off of Facebook just for having a, woman, a photo of a naked woman, which oh. was actually art off an album cover from some band that we had on here, mm. which was well, actually really cool. And they shut down our Facebook account twice. Mm-hmm. And you got, and on, a, you got on with a vagina puppet all over the world. Yeah. Continually for days yeah. and weeks. She kind of looks like a roast beef sandwich. So I, th- I she think, always I think does. that maybe that's why we're <laughs> yeah. getting away with it. Is it dressed? Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Pick- pickles? Yeah. Mayo? Um, false eyelashes. Mayo. Trimmed pubic hair. There you go. And where is she tonight? She's at my apartment. Just resting up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So is it surprising to you that you don't have a steady boyfriend? Because this, <laughs> this is pretty tough stuff to deal with for most guys. Yeah. I mean, we can joke about it sitting around here, but someone who's your boyfriend has to live with this. Yeah. Hmm. You have to have the right guy for that. Yeah, so what, I do. Yeah, what sort of guy are you looking for, you think? Um, I like beards. I like, I like hairy guys. Hairy beard. I don't want any shaved backs. No shaved no back. No shaved balls. Is shaved back a thing? How do you shave your own back? Yeah, it's a thing. You can have it done. Okay. Yeah, I don't want that. Don't do it. Don't shave your back. You don't want to date Katrina yeah. Breeze. Yeah. Okay. But what do you think they have to put up with mostly? What do you think would be the, you know? Um, well, Katrina Breeze is a persona, and I don't think any right, of the guys that date me think they're dating Katrina Breeze. So Katrina Breeze. So the, the last re- guy I dated, I made him call, call me Dolphin Girl in Florida. And I just stuck with that. He said, what should I call you? And I was like, Dolphin Girl. Right. Yeah. Well, so. you have another, some other personas as well. Mm-hmm. Dr. Helen something or other. or <laughs> no, What's her name? Regis. Uh, someone. Karen Regis. Karen Regis. Yes. Dr. Helen Regis is mm-hmm. a real person, mm-hmm. actually. It's not to be confused with Karen Regis. Mm-hmm. And she's a, well, a serious business. She does not have a vagina puppet. She doesn't. She's a serious business, right. Karen Regis. Yes. Okay. And then what other personas are you currently working on? Um, I have Crystal Sedona. That's my persona for the casket business that I'm working on. Um, Crystal Sedona. So yes. Crystal Sedona makes these things called fantastic caskets. Yes. And that's doing really well. That's a real business. It's happening. Yeah. So this is a business where you make your own casket. Cool. Yes. Well, you can make your own or we'll make you one. Mm-hmm. If you're dead and you can't? No, you, you'd have to be alive. We, oh. do, we don't work that fast. Mm-hmm. 
so I can order a special casket. Mm -hmm. But it's not expensive as the whole thing. That actually makes sense, seeing you're going to be hanging around in a long time. You might as well get what you want. Mm -hmm. I actually told somebody today I wanted pink and blue carnations at my funeral. And I was just planning in advance. Cool. I recommend making a Facebook event page for your funeral. I did it, and it's it's really fun. And you just start inviting friends and telling them what you want them to do at your funeral. Mine's called Katrina Breeze's Funeral, but it's capital F-U-N on Facebook if anyone wants exactly. to come. Exactly. It does start with fun, right? Yes. We got that part yes. now. There you go. How so, about a bounce castle? Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. We put the fun on funeral. Mm-hmm. So you have an event page for your funeral yes i'll invite you later okay see i would think that some guy listening to this would be just captivated by you wouldn't you think guys <laughs> when you think god if i could really date this woman she's just wild and crazy mm-hmm. what about the real whatever your real name is do you ever use it um with my family i use it yeah that's mm-hmm. about it though but if i'm dating you am i dealing with her or is she's long gone i think i would create a, a unique persona for you Grant. for me yes well not me personally but sub- i mean the one so whoever's mm-hmm. dating you gets like a, <laughs> a particular customized human being mm-hmm. just for them no i would say that it's a it's a segment of who i am that's right. that's right. true <laughs> but what about the rest of you I think that the, the real me in a relationship is really calm. I'm an excellent cook. I'm That's good to know right there. Very yes. stable. Um, right. This is all just, <laughs> this is all fun. Yeah. I, I smoke weed, but that's it. No. I'll, I'll be faithful. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is I don't sounding drink pretty much. Good. I don't drink much. Mm-hmm. And you make a you know, good income of your own. You don't mm-hmm. need to, someone to support you or anything right. like that. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You have your own place. Mm-hmm. And you'd like to travel. Mm-hmm. This yes. is sounding pretty good. Frank, are you single or what's your situation? I currently am single, actually, yes. Okay, this could work I think out. they're setting us up. I think so. <laughs> I didn't know you were single. <laughs> Our producer, Graham Capaldi, I think this is one of Graham's best ideas <laughs> okay. of booking you two on the same show, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she knew that you were both single. I didn't know that. I so actually Frank, live with a goldfish named Lucky Lucy. So, but uh, that's about it. Well, between Lucky Lucy and the Vag the Vagina, this could be a real ma- And a bamboo plant. Made. I have a bamboo plant that I got when it was six inches tall. It's now about four feet tall. Okay. Well, then who keeps that alive while you're going all around the uh, I have staff. Staff waters it, and it's pretty self-sufficient. You get staff. I like this guy. You get staff with this. Yeah, staff. Staff, yeah. We, 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 we should talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably a lot of things in common. Pretty crazy. So, so we're going to go now. <laughs> okay, you guys. Andrew's going to play us a song and uh, off, his, off the forthcoming Before album. he plays the song, I have a suggestion for names for the album. Oh, please. Okay. It's CISUM. C-I-S-U-M. So what is, I'll let you figure out what that means. Okay, hang on. S-I-S-U-M. C-I-S-U-M. C-I-S-U-M. Well, it could stand for anything. Oh, what is it? C-I-S-U-M. Not S-I-S-U-M. I'm sorry. C. C-I-S-U-M. Okay. C-I-S-U-M. <laughs> Shit, that could be... I don't know. What would you start with the C? What could the C be? Can I? Can I see you, mommy? Great name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does it stand for? It's music spelled backwards. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> that is pretty cool, actually. Actually, so Walt, Dis- you know, Walt Disney, when he bought all the land in Florida because of what happened here in New Orleans, when he tried to build a park here, he actually bought it under then the Retlaw Corporation. And Retlaw is actually Walter spelled backwards. It is. Yes. So he was originally going to build Disneyland here in New Orleans. Yeah, he was. Yep. And he didn't decide to build it in Orlando. It saved Florida. me a ton of money and research trying to figure out where to build our, our park. We it's just followed exactly his exact. where yeah. he was going to build it. Yeah, we actually have uh, the original plans, too. That's pretty cool. You have the original plans for I have, we have We have two of the original so, drawings that were, they used for the New Orleans project. Okay, how much money do you need to build this thing? Phase one is $120 million, but it, that opens up the door. Um, the economic people we've been working with, uh, the gentleman named um, Joshua Zuckerman over at Tulane University, also uh, relate, was referred to me by your cohort, um, Peter Raschuti, um, with the economics and finance at Tulane. And we have actually forecasted that the economic value of the project over 15 years, that is the whole project from 610 to 510, or actually from the twin span to 510, is a $100 billion project, which is pretty is large. What's, that's what it's going to cost. 
that's actually the economic value for retail, building houses, and infrastructure say, and taxation. Economic, what does that mean? That means that it means it's what the city what what, it what would be flowing through the coffers okay. of this city. Okay, so how much is it going to cost to build this? Well, what do you need? The, to the first phase is one hundred and twenty million dollars, right. and that's going to get us a bad. water park and a resort hotel and a theme park open. And will that open festival? The festival? It will. See, that's where the money Absolutely. Come that's the Absolutely. Genius. So $120 million doesn't sound like it's, a It's lot actually of- not. We actually have a good bit of that raised already and committed. It's a unique relationship that we have right now with the city of New Orleans because we're basically the unofficial ambassador to the city. And this project will be so large, it needs to be a public-private venture. Right. Uh, it's too big for us. That certainly um, they don't have the capabilities to research. Uh, I'm actually embarking on a cruise on September 6th out of Denmark. It's 222 days, and it's going to go around the world three times. And we're actually meeting with cities and governments and investors to actually bring back the bacon. And the city likes to use that word with me, back to New Orleans. So we're going to do it. So if you want to go on a cruise, uh, 222 days. Okay, that's done. Done. Okay. Are you taking Katrina? There you go. Well, not there you go. problem. That was easy. We I, didn't even need a finder's fee on that na- one. Now I can officially remove the post off of Facebook and also off of Craigslist, so we're good. All right, I'm going to go clean up my online reputation. There you for go. A while. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. this is nice. What a great day this is turning out. It's really, be. really good. And, we, and we've only smoked one. This okay. will be good for my whole Pussy in Paradise uh, hashtag, Hell too. Yes. Because we've, we've already been so many places, but we haven't been to Denmark. And, well, the boat's going to go around the world three times. Mm-hmm. It, yes, How I awesome. think we would actually have a blast. Oh, I, you it, guys are going to be have a lot of fun. We certainly will. Yep, yep. this is <laughs> exciting. Okay, Andrew, what are we going to listen to? And we're going to have to get out of here in no time. Yeah, we're almost there. Mm, come on. Well, oh, what are you playing? Oh, we have to. We're talking about breakfast before we go there. Right? Oh, sure. You want to talk about that real quick? Um, well, I, well, I'll, play I'll, something I'll put you, No, how about I just play a little background music while we talk about breakfast? Sure. So this is how the song's going to go anyway. So. Okay. This is, treated as background music so grant let me picture this idea okay? okay so you're out at jazz fest and you know about all the post-festival activities you might go to tipitina's catch a late show might go to one-eyed jacks lots of post-festival opportunities right yeah. but what about the morning guy what's the morning guy gonna do the guy who wants to get up and get himself a cup of coffee maybe a mimosa maybe some bloody mary some eggs some bacon he doesn't really have an opportunity to go to a real fest event until now i would like to tell you grant yes about breakfast. Breakfast happens both Sundays of Jazz Fest. It's at Bayou Beer Garden. It is free to the public. There will be a suggested donation box. But other than that, you can walk up there, get yourself some coffee, get yourself some brunch, some muffins, some bacon, some eggs, some grits, and listen to some great acts, all of which are playing Jazz Fest themselves. Aurora Neon, Alexis, uh, Alexis and the Samurai, Motel Radio, and yours truly, Andrew Duhon, all playing Breakfast. This starts at 9 a.m. at Bayou Beer Garden both Sundays. Free. 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. free. And we got tip jars, so help us out. We got to pay the bands, right? This is a no-lose proposition. Breakfast. And let me tell you who's part of that complete balanced breakfast, who's bringing that breakfast along. Wayfair is part of it. Katie's. Monkey Monkey. Wake and Bacon. Mid-City Pizza. And place called Patiche Catering, all bringing breakfast along so you can come along and fill your plate up with uh, your morning fuel up before you get out to the fest or go back home and take a booze nap, whatever you got to do. What time? 9? 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Both Sundays? Both Sundays. Jazz Fest. By your beer garden. I love it. Isn't this a great idea? Wonderful. that is a great idea. Thanks, I'm in. And you can also go visit Frank Skurlock's bus, which is going to be out at Jazz Fest. Oh, nice. We're, we're building a relaxation bus for basically to restore everybody from all the fun that they've had all day at Jazz Fest. Where do we find the relaxation bus? Uh, it's going to be parked possibly by Liuzas. We haven't picked the exact location, but it's a basically a Greyhound bus converted with eight different spa units on it. Huh. Perfect for you, Katrina, by the way. What about, yes. what about parking it outside by a beer garden on I a think we could. morning? That, that makes be, a lot of sense, Greg. I think, there you go. I think I think we're on to something there. Come on out. Both Sundays, we'll be there. Coffee's on at 9, brunches on at 10. We'll be there. Date. <laughs> this is the biggest deal-making show we've ever, ever done. Without Donald Trump, actually. That's right. But, uh, but Donald a, Trump, but a, a Donald look-alike. Trump look-alike. There you go. I hope he becomes president just for that reason, because you could totally get away with it. Don't you think... 
Katrina, you're going to be dating Donald Trump. I know, it's going to be amazing. Oh She's already dressed in the American flag. We are so lo- set. You could be America the first lady. I'm, I'm running for place. president, and you'll be first lady. I love it. We are so set. I love it. And we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fundatize this country. So for richer poor, it's like the wedding vows. Yes. Sickness and health, we're going to have a good country. Yes. Turning miles into smiles. Amen. Amazing. Yes. So good. We're going to take the country back for fun. This is it. Stand by. It happened fun. today on we're, 420 Day. We're going to make Six gonna, Flags great again. Yeah. We're going to fanatize America. That's it. Now, that's a great slogan right there for mm-hmm. the two of you, Mr. and Mrs. Scurlock. Mm-hmm. There you go. That so, sound that good. I actually went to a revival pre-Katrina, and they actually said that the rebirth of this nation, ultimately leading to the transformation of the world, actually takes place at the mouth of the river. That was really scary. I ran into this conference at the Hilton one day. Hang on a second. What are we talking about? Like the Armageddon or something? It, it, I just happened to walk into this event, and they talked about just this total radical change of culture. I, I got a weird email from Benny Hens coming to town. I have actually saw a conference of his a long time ago in Florida, but there's something out there. You know, we just found out that we have life on other planets and stuff. So there's obviously a superpower out there somewhere that we need to get right. And... Um, do it the right way. When you do it the right way, things happen. You, you can't have too much fun, by the way. Starting right here. Maybe you heard it here first. It starts at the mouth of the river. It does. And spreads from there. It does. Around the world. I think that's a new song. It starts at the mouth of the river. Works its way all the way up. The port of Hong Kong is 12 miles long. That's right. The port of Hong Kong is 12 miles long. Start at the Mississippi River. Now I'm going to play you a song I actually wrote now. Okay. And because it is 420, not because it is 420, but appropriate of 420, this song is called Stones. I got some. Granted from Kansas, some coal from California Oh, when I leave foreign land I always take a little land along I go and I pick up a tube sock with a handful of river rocks Oh, when I leave a foreign land I always take a little land along All my life I've been picking I've been picking up stones I, I got a land on my windowsill Enough to fill a wishing Well, I could go right down the line Name every stone for every town Lately I've been wondering though Pockets filling up with stones Is this the way I try to slow me down? Just then I met a, a girl from up north Like nobody i met before She's 20 karat gold When it comes to settling down, well, I know what I'd build foundation on. Yeah, I'd build them right on top of these stones. All I've done is wander around. When it comes to settling down, well, I know what I'll build my foundation on. Yeah, and I'd build them right on top of these stones. I'd start with some coal from California, maybe throw in some Texas shale, might as well. Maybe some siltstone, some sandstone, some limestone, put it all in the grindstone. Grind it up good, but if I could add a little water, let it dry good. Been picking up stones. 
Fabulous. Andrew Duhan off the forthcoming album, See Some. See Some. I love that. That's beautiful. Thanks, Joe. Vagina Mouse Show. Great. Is the name of the album? Yeah, it is called What's Vagina Mouse Show. It's called Vagina Mouse Show. Yeah. Com. Sorry, I forgot that. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we already have the URL that we just spent $500 on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, well, we could we could actually uh, debut it on at the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Scurlock wedding. Ooh. I think we've got to come up with another name, though, like a whole separate. Oh, I was planning on changing my name today. To, to Scurlock. Yeah, okay. I like it. That makes right. it easy. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Finger. and Mrs. Scurlock. Well, thank you for joining us, Mr. and Mrs. Scurlock. Oh, you're been, so welcome. Congratulations, It's been Joel. quite an amazing kind of a, a day here on Happy Hour, hasn't it? Really bringing people together. Yeah, yeah. And we had a chance to introduce you to Mr. and Mrs. Scurlock. Thank you so much. Frank Scurlock and Katrina Breeze Scurlock yes. for coming along. Andrew Duhon is here. And, f- and thank you, Katrina, especially for getting us high mm. on the giant joint. Oh, which I thought we, you meant on my on my wit and good conversation. On that as well, but, mm-hmm. but we didn't smoke any pot here. The pot was a placebo effect. It was the wit. The wit. It was so the wit yeah. that got us high. And the talking vagina was good, too. Yeah. The producer of our show is Graham. Graham, haven't you always wanted a talking vagina as a woman? Exactly. We'll come back to that later. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on the show, you can drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. You can also find many other hours of Happy Hour to listen to, along with some other shows you may hear. Out to Lunch with Peter Rusciutti, live from Commander's Palace. True to the Game with the fabulous Chris True. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans. Breaking Out Louisiana Eats with Pompey Tooker. Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu and the new podcast about death. Simply called Death, the podcast with psychologist Dr. Arian Alfant. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts. And it's acadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other times on social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans and we're also on Facebook Live right now. Thanks to Carly Vietor, that little camera. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. Those photos are taken by Alison Moon. If you listen to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you so much for subscribing to us. That's very kind of you. Take one moment to do one other thing. Rate and review us. That helps other people find us. It actually does. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Fred Street where they put fine dining into a sandwich, more or less. They have a whole radical new menu and a brand new happy hour from 3 to 6 every day where you can get half-price awesome cocktails and half-price food. Happy Hour is a production line of broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Fan of Duhon, Mr. and Mrs. Frank Scurlock, Graham DuPonte, all the rest of us around here around the table at uh, Wayfair. Did I mention you, Andrew, as well? I didn't say that, did I? Yes, I can't remember what I'm talking about. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week. Happy Hour.